you may not know his face. Hey, look at this, look at this, look at this. Oh! But if you recognize his voice. Oh, yes. You're among the devoted followers who watch him chase breaking news on CBS2 and KCAL 9 News. Stolen vehicle uh, officers, weapons out. In the air and now on a mic. That's kind of nuts. Here's Stu Mundell. <laughs> Hey, I'm Stu Mundell, and today we're sitting down with Jason Kramer. Jason Kramer, now that might be a name you know, and if you do know it, listen, because it's excellent stuff. If you don't know it, listen, because it's something that, it's like one of the little jewels, and it's KCRW. He's one of the uh, DJs that works there at night. He's a music DJ, uh, but he's got a lot more of a life than just music, and it's, oh, it's going to be, it's the NPR, it's the public radio, it's KCRW. It's one of these little jewels, and it's something that I really enjoy, and I'm glad I'm able to to bring it to you guys today and we're going to talk to Jason Kramer. Okay, so Jason Kramer. Yes. Uh, this is one of the ones where you say the name and I'm hoping that some folks will be going, Jason Kramer, I love that guy. And yeah. other people are going, Jason Kramer, who is that? They'll turn into an owl immediately. Ooh. Yes, that's it. So uh, Jason Kramer uh, of the public radio fame. KCRW local, right? Uh, DJ, right? Yes. Is that the is that the official? You can say that. I mean, I've been on the the, the radio there for about twenty years now. Twenty years. Yeah. Twenty years. Yeah. Okay, and I know your specialty, right? As uh, eclectic, I would call it music, even though they do have a show that actually uses that word. I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but how would you describe the music? Let's start. Let's start out with the the, the music. What what is what do you, what do you spin? You know, in the last 20 years, I, I've kind of changed uh, formats. Um, as a station as a whole, I mean, we're, we're pretty on key for having the same taste of music. Um, but each one of, of the DJs also has their own little specialty flavor. Okay. Um, I would say my, my specialty is I, I find a lot of stuff that is uh, UK-centric or Australian-centric. And listen and learn to see what's what's popping in, in other countries and, and kind of uh, for more of a just a radio ear of, of what may be coming popular or what have you um, I start to play those 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 artists so originally you may hear uh, bands like Alt J or 1975 um, to actually Ed Sheeran would be a perfect example. See, th this is this is the reason why I love uh, listening to the KCRW and this is the thing too is like I I'm, I'm hoping that we're speaking to a lot of people that don't know about what's going on on KCRW at night. And, and that's the thing. It's uh, I by by no means. This is something that I found. Right. This has been around forever. I was uh, I, I stumbled onto it. Friends of mine would say, oh, hey, listen to or uh, my favorite story is we were in the helicopter one night a long time ago. And uh, the old scanners, you could actually dial in radio stations and we would dial in. KCRW and we would listen to this like great eclectic you know mellow maybe a little electronica there was some you know music that really just kind of was mellow right. and relaxing and nobody and, and to me a lot of my friends they didn't even know like when you say public you know public radio they're thinking you know the splendid table or uh, what's the uh, the the really famous one American American story right uh, but nobody really thinks music and the music that you guys play in my in 
in my mind, is like it's one of those ones where if you hit it on the dial and you just well, then nobody uses a dial anymore. But if you scroll, just scroll across, sometimes it'll be something that you might not really like right off the bat. But you got to listen, and once you start listening, you you will. I mean, I, I think that anybody would get ca- caught up with it. And like you're saying, these are this is music that's popular for you at least in in other parts of the world. Right, you know, it, for for the station itself, I think they probably have the most prolific tastes um, with all the DJs that have been there. And we're talking about, you know, you think in radio, even work, you know, here in, in news too, that you, you work in a little place like Tuscaloosa or something like that, you know. And then from there, you you go to uh, Chicago. Well, that's actually a big area. That's big, yeah. Or Arizona or what have you. But being in Los Angeles, especially on the station, um, we've been the forefront of a, a lot of music um, and a lot of music styles and we're considered one of the top tastemaker stations in the United States and, and actually the world. There you go. And I, I'm glad you said it. Uh, it, it, it. That's what I'm trying to bring out. It's when you listen to this stuff, you're listening to stuff that's cutting right. edge. That is, that is super, it is, it is super cool. And, but I'm, you know, I'm just being honest. I'm not that guy. I will listen. I got sucked into it a couple of probably uh, five, five, ten years ago. And I actually went onto the internet looking for a lot of the songs and I would burn the CDs and listen and stuff. But it, you know, it, I'm being honest, it just takes effort to be that cool. Right. And I have friends of mine that would like, when you started listing out band names, I have friends that would, that probably know all those might even have, you know that their music in there whatever their music player is but for me it's just something it's it's like it's uh it's like a treat to listen to the to the show it's also poetic too because we're in a new age right now where a lot of uh the youth under 25 um are going to be listening to spotify you know and they're going to find a lot of their music on more of a streaming platform whereas folks maybe in our age may find it on a pandora right right um, but to be a band, to be an artist and to be played on the radio still today, uh, holds a, a certain value for every artist there. there that's that poetic value. I forget that movie. Um, catch me if you can, I think. No, it was, it was, I forgot the name of it, but that is the idea of radio and how powerful it still is. Um, if you're an artist and you're on a blog, it's great. Okay. You're on 20 right. blogs. You're yeah. on Spotify and music Friday. Great. But to get that radio spot, that radio play, right. everybody still loves it today. Yeah. And I know for our station, like I was saying that, you know, from the morning show with Jason Bentley and um, we have Garth in the evening to Liza Richardson to Gary Calamar. These are all amazing DJs that have been there, Chris Doritas, that have been there for years and have found artists that, you know, you couldn't get arrested with originally. You know? <laughs> and it's true. I mean, from hearing... Uh, you know, Jason Bentley, who does the morning show now, right. you know, he's pretty much the godfather, in my opinion, of electronic music on the radio. Right. And, you know, finding Fatboy Slim to the Chemical Brothers. Uh, See, these names. Everybody yeah, knows. these are famous names. But, to, they, were, but they were on, on KCRW before they started right. really making it into the mainstream. You know, I remember hearing from Garth, who's on in the evenings, you know, from sitting next to uh, Black Eyed Peas originally back wow. in the 90s. And... Uh, also Macy Gray and seeing them to Arrested Development. Macy Gray. Yeah, and these are all known bands at the time. But yeah. when that when we first put them on, no one had an idea. And I think that's the power of our station is we have we've kind of have that fine tuned ear of what's going to end up popping. Right. Without trying to sounding arrogant about it, it's just 
we're such diehard music fans there. Mm-hmm. I think that that comes across. Right. And then, you know, that that's one of the reasons why, right. you know, I, I think, you know, I, I have all the respect and admiration for you and, and of Thank course, you. station. The next thing, the next thing, just to, just stay with the with the station and stuff. So a lot of places like the radios, uh, a lot of DJs that and I'm not putting anybody down or anything like that. I'm just saying that a lot of the state uh, radio stations, a DJ is a guy that comes in and plays the music that's presented for them. They kind of come in. It's like they're not they're not bringing a format to a station. They're they're playing what the station, what the format of the station is. Does that am I making sense? But you guys actually, you know, you you're the DJ, but it also sounds like you're the music director and the guy that goes and finds it. And you you do all the legwork, too. Yeah, we have we we pick majority of our music. We also want to keep um, cohesiveness with without. Right. So there may be bands that everybody loves and it may be kind of like our our top 10 or top 20, whatever it Mm -hmm. is. And it seems that we all have this this underlining same taste, even though our taste may vary here and there. Right. Uh, We try to keep that throughout the station. So, so you know, I'm not gonna tune in to Jason Bentley and hear some Motorhead tomorrow. No, or... but you may. You may. Yeah. You may, and that that's a great thing. I mean, that's that's the power of that station. Is right. sometimes it doesn't matter what the music is as long as it, it that it fits. Right. So the radio show. I mean, yeah. you guys. Uh, so you personally, you have your show. Uh, you do guests. You have guests on there. Do you, it's, is it a, the morning show? Does the and morning show? Yeah. Does. I mean, unbelievable guests that come in. Yeah. I mean, you you would think that uh, for. Uh, a public radio station, you know, you may get some unknown artists, but we get some of the best top artists. That I got to say, it's the exact opposite. I mean, I I I understand what you're saying, but I think it's the exact opposite. I think PBS is like, uh, it, it it really is. It's you know, it it is the it's the Rolls Royce of radio right. stations, or is you know, when you tie in, in just in any market, is when you say public radio or public television, that's it. You know, kind of what you're getting, and a lot of times people will kind of be like, "What Sesame Street?" and like. You know, Zoom. I'm kind right. of dating myself, but uh, but uh, you know, it, it, it's it's so much more. So okay, so <laughs> Jason Kramer. How did Jason Kramer? How did you get the radio show? How did it happen? You know, what what is what is the story? How did you get there? All right, so I, I kind of have a a long lengthy story of what I used to do. Um, I was always a, a huge fan of of music. I remember when I was eight years old, my uncle, um, who lives in San Francisco, gave me two records, and that was Bob Marley's Exodus and Magical Mystery Tour by the Beatles. And from there, I kind of found a niche of. I mean, if you think about it, these are two pinnacle albums that are just brilliantly written and and, and produced. And that kind of started me off in in this whole music world. Um, By the time I I hit me about 12 or 13, I really embraced um, reggae through Bob Marley, and I became uh, what you would call like a rude boy, listening to ska. Ska, I remember that. So bands like Madness and Specials, um, the band local band Fishbone went to my high school. And I really embraced that world as well. And you know you have the the whole dress. I still wear Converse. I, I, yeah. I, you know we're all, oh we're I never all, I never changed the we're clothes. On the, we're on the radio, and yeah. I, I I was checking out the Converse when we yeah. got here. Oh, it doesn't stop. I mean, last yeah. night I went and saw a, a reggae band with my wife, which was great. And it, it doesn't leave your body. That's, right. That's 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 my security blanket right there. And so I thought I really love this music thing, but I also have this weird fascination with ambulances and fire department and by the time i was around 
16 years old, I took a class at my high school, still dressing the way I am. Right. It was a nursing class uh, to be a certified nurse's assistant. You know, and you're like a 16 year old kid. I was like the only guy in there. Yeah. And high school. This was high school, and we would do an internship at the VA hospital here in in Westwood. And I thought, okay, I kind of like this this thing, but I still like the music thing. Um, so what ended up happening is. By the time I hit 17, um, I got a job at Santa Monica Hospital as an in-house tech. And I was put on to uh, different floors at that time, which was oncology, which was uh, cancer. And also in, in 1987, which the other, the other floor I was on was uh, folks uh, who had AIDS. Wow. And so it was an eye-opening experience, especially at that time. Um, by the time I hit 18... They had put me on the Code Blue team. I was working in ER. I had worked in surgery a little bit and worked in ICU. And I'm kind of, you know, leaning towards this world still. Because mm -hmm. I thought, this is going to be an interesting career for me. But I like the fire department aspect. So at my 18th birthday, I got a, uh, I, I wouldn't say internship. It was the Explore program through LA City Fire. Right. And on my 18th birthday, I was at Fire Station 43. And I realized after doing that first meeting, the first uh, ride along, that this is the direction I wanted to go. Yeah, more aggressive, a little bit you know, yeah. out there. Um, first responder. First responder. And <laughs> now you have you know, got some medical behind you. Yeah, so I had yeah. medical behind me, and then you get the MT license, and you're now running through the fires. Yeah. Uh, this was before the riots when I first started, um, before the earthquake we had out here. and. It was a, a different time. It was, it, was a, it was, just put it this way, it was a different time back right. then. And I, I know we talked about you were a stringer during that time as well. 90s, or early 90s, 90s yeah. yeah, early 90s. And I remember on calls, we would wear flak jackets. They would make us wear bulletproof vests on certain calls. I assume they, they must still do that today. They have them on the trucks. We, we'll hear yeah. them sometimes say that they'll, they'll make a request to wear them and things like that. But I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't really tell you. From the fire stations that I've been to, I think that... Yeah, at times have relaxed a lot. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, LAPD's Metro would be our escort on certain calls. Wow, yeah. It, it, was a, it was a different time, different era, and I'm really excited. I, mean, I shouldn't say excited. I'm very happy that I was able to experience that kind of world. So I did that for about four years, the Explorer program. Then I worked on, on the ambulance in Santa Monica with a company. And also in the last two years, I did an auxiliary program with LA County Coroner's Office. Right. Um, it was the same kind of deal. You would go out on scene, uh, do what light forensics, um, come back to the, the facility and right. do your thing. And doing both now the ambulance and the forensics thing kind of was wearing me out a little bit. I think uh, more on a emotional level. I realize yeah. that this is like, you know, a lot of people like when uh, when we do live stuff, uh, we, we see, uh, you know, being in news, you see a lot of uh, people. You, you see bad situations. Right. Let's just leave it at that. And uh, a lot of times it is. It, it's one of those things. We see a lot of this stuff, and you you have to compartmentalize it. I think people say. And then you also just have, you have to find your way to deal with things like that. Right. So I, I, I totally get what you're saying that, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with death every day. Life and death. Yeah, Whenever life, you knock yeah. on someone's door, it's yeah. not there to bring them flowers. Right, you know? exactly. Um, so what ended up happening was, I realized that I have this still love for music. And in 1992, for folks listening who live in Los Angeles, I got a gig at uh, KLOS. KLOS. And it was 
answering telephones for a DJ there named Uncle Joe Benson. Yeah. And I learned a lot about radio, and I started realizing I really love radio. I, there's something about this this business I love because it's music. You get to talk about it. Right. And so I, I started kind of gearing my direction outside of the ambulance stuff. And I got a, a, a friend had handed me a cassette tape of this band. He was going to and, call. And, and for some of our listeners, a cassette tape is yeah. the way we listened to music back in the day. <laughs> but he, yeah, he had sent me this cassette tape and he said, check this band out from Long Beach. And I listened to it, fell in Sublime? love with it. This was Sublime. Woo! Got one. And <laughs> yeah. And uh, I kept writing letters every every because there's no emails. This was right, in 1994. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, write a letter. I, I kept writing letters. It. I would call them. I say, I love to come in. This is what I do. My profession. But I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this. Right. And maybe after about six months, they eventually said, come on down. And I then on my days off, I would work on the ambulance one day at the corner one or two days at Skunk Records and one day at KLOS, which was Sundays. Wow. So now I'm, I'm doing all these, I got my hands in all these hats and I realized I love radio. So to get to what the point was, you know, <laughs> the KCRW. How did you get to KCRW? I had another job to work at the Museum of TV and Radio. I don't, you know, is that the one? I'm That's being the serious. Pally Center. The, That's okay. the one on Wilshire. In, in, oh, Wilshire. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. And so I was working there and learning about radio. There was, you know, from jocks like a, a DJ named Roscoe, who was out of New York, who was really, you know, he was the guy who would say, this is the mind excursion, the true diversion. You're listening to Roscoe tonight. I mean, very that's poetic. Good. Yeah, very good. poetic. Good stuff. You, you do good, man. I, I got to tell you. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, yeah. the producer's like, yeah. Yeah, they, eh. they always wave the hands, but eh. believe me, I, I listen and I enjoy it so much. But... Um, so they had Michael Stipe was of REM was doing a special there and the radio station KCRW was sponsoring this. And again, this was 1995, maybe mm -hmm. or 96. And I asked the engineer who was the head engineer uh, at that time. It still is. Um, I would love to be part of the station. What do I need to do? Cause I love, I, I've always listened to it as a kid growing up. Right. And he gave me a name. I went down, uh, answer telephones there cause that's kind of what you do. Mm -hmm. And I started working overnight on a show, uh, as a, as a volunteer. And eventually I, I made my own tape. And after making the tape it, about six, seven months <laughs> later, they called me one day because one of the DJs was, was ill that day and they needed to fill in and they had heard my tape and they said, can you come on down? We want to put you on. And I'm thinking, oh, just volunteer that night. I said, no, no, you're on air tonight. Nice. No training at the station. They just, I came in. It was like midnight. <laughs> here you go. No one else is here. No one you're, else is you're here. doing it, right? And that's how it started. Awesome. That was uh, 1997. Wow. That, that you know, the, the lead up was, it was, was, was amazing. But just yeah. the, the end, was they're just like, hey, come on down. I started in PBS2, uh, WXEL, Boynton Beach, Florida. I was an art student. And uh, I was uh, definitely not somebody anybody would hire. I know for a fact that I would never have gotten hired at, at, at a luxurious place like uh, CBS, uh, walking in the way I did. But uh, it, was an, it started out as an intern, and they literally hired me within like a week. Right. And uh, I got my, really got my hands wet. And the, uh, the only thing I, I mean, I remember, I honestly remember the, just the, the family feeling at, at the public television station and the, the you know the, the the warmth and the friendliness and how everybody was willing to help in i think 
when you get to situations like that, when you talk about public radio, I'm not saying a genre, I'm not saying a type of person, but the people there, they, they kind of look past the what you look like and more about who you are. Right. And they kind of looked right past, you know, the, the, crazy, the crazy look that I had, and they were just about who I was, and they were very open in training. But the thing was, my, my, fam- my favorite line, was uh, one of the tech guys brought me into the, the master control. And people that don't know what master control is, that's where and all the magic's done. That's where all the, all the pictures are going out and where everything's set up. And, and, uh, and so we walk, we walk in there, and there's all these machines. And he says to me, he goes, take a look around and forget everything you see because within the next five years, all this will be gone. And it really was. I mean, it was, it was the 90s, early 90s. And... Uh, but there were, you know, still they were still using one inch reel to reel, and they would edit literally with a razor blade their yeah, video. That's what you did. That's yeah. how I learned too. Yeah, and you know. uh, so it was it was great, and I, I really loved it. And they never they never threw me in front of the camera. There was a time when it was almost going to happen. We we're doing a fundraiser, and uh, there was a shift change, and the other shift everybody left, and the new shift didn't come in. So they had me out there answering phones actually, but there was like only one other person. We locked the camera. I locked my camera on that person, and they were talking. And I was in the background answering phones but yeah that was that was great i you know i love the pbs um were you, were you a talker then because you, you no no they would they would never they would never let me uh you kind of you had to tone it down yeah definitely and, I, I gotta tell you i'm gonna be straight up with you man i i think you're an awesome storyteller <laughs> i really do and yeah, with the shaking the, the, the things of this I, but you know what i fact teller i'm a fact it, but, teller no no i, <laughs> I i'm not I, telling I, any stories here no no but, L- listening how you do and I'm going to call it it's like play yeah. by play to me right and we have many options in Los Angeles and I you know I'll tell my wife I'm like okay you know the 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 the, the phone you know lights up I got all the you know because we know the different Twitter chase people and all right. that kind of stuff yep. it lights up and you're the number one guy that everybody says, Aww. you know, at Stu Mundell, you know, Aww. and, you know, we'll, we'll watch it on maybe on another channel. What? And, <laughs> There's well, another channel? Well, no, you're not always. You're not always up there. <laughs> right. But the second you're on, we switch right over. Yeah. And the storytelling to me is just absolutely fabulous because the reality is it's not a good situation that's going on down there. Right. Right. And, and we don't. And, and there is a lot of that. Uh, they, they we get. Uh, we get the, it's not it's not a sporting event. You know? It's not a sporting and, event, and it's not. But you've got to admit what we're watching. We're, we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to put the information out for people to see it, realize it, say. And, and that's the thing too. Um, <clears throat> you know, you're talking about pursuits in general, but I've broadened the broaden the horizon right. a little bit. A lot of times, I think you know I'll get the what we were talking about earlier. It's like we only put we only we're only there when something bad happens. Well. First of all, people should know that bad things happen. Uh, we don't live in a, you know, in, a, in, a, in, in the world where only good. And if only good things happen, we would cover the good things or only the good things. I mean, apparently a couple of bad things. But that's one of the reasons why I'm out there. And I try to bring it to you in a way where I'm saying, you know, look, this is going on. This is real. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want to jam it down anybody's throat. I don't want to, you know, make anybody. I don't want to horrify anybody. But, but you I had a human element to it, right? I it, mean, bringing it, bringing it to you like a buddy. Yeah, it, we we're in an age of drones, so essentially we could just have a drone do it, and then that's it. Yeah. But that's not interesting. Yeah. You know, um, so I thank you for that because you you do add this amazing human element to something that 
shouldn't be. Uh, yeah. But is. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you know, just getting back onto the music stuff and how you were talking about, uh, about music in that, that aha moment. Right. Um, and I'm not talking about the band in this case, but, uh, I, I can remember, um, in my teens, I was, uh, you know, just listening to music, just like everybody else. Everybody likes music. Right. right? And you kind of listen to what your friends listen to. And uh, I was to mix. This is uh, '80s now. I was listening to Devo. Right. Uh, did you have the hat? I did not have the hat, yeah. but I had uh, a good friend whose father. I'm going to say his name on, tel- uh, on on the podcast. Demetrius Bermudas. His father was a manager, and we went to school together. And I'm sure he was making money on us, but I didn't care. But I would get like actual T-shirts and you know things that they were wearing, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I couldn't find them to save my life right now, but it was it was pretty cool. But your you mom know, threw it out, pretty much. Yeah. But but it was you know we listened to Devo, not only Devo, but you know light punk and things like that. I remember one day, uh, it was a television show. I think Richard Blade was the uh, was it was like a VJ show, and I think it was called. VJ one or M- MJ one or M- something like that. It was like on some station might have even been KCAL and uh, George Clinton's atomic dog came on oh. and I heard this music and I, I, I swear to you, it was like, I was like, what is this? Right. This is amazing. I couldn't get, I couldn't get enough of it. And it just opened this whole door up of uh, other types of music and other things. Yeah. And, and that's and that to me was like this huge moment. And that's one of the things, one of the reasons why I like music so much because it, 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 it it's, it's genre-esque, obviously, but it isn't exclusive. Anybody can listen to anything. You can, you know, and, and that really opened up my, opened up the door for me. Like wh- here, when you were driving in today, what were you listening to on the radio? You know, actually nothing. Oh. No, and I'll tell you why. Um, That'd be like saying, Stu, what did you watch on the news? Because no, no, I'm no, like, no. I don't watch no, no, the I'll news. T- I'll tell you why. <laughs> nothing. I, I actually, um, I have certain hours for when I listen to music and right. when I don't. At home, I may listen to it. Like I said, I, I love reggae, so that, that seems to be on right. um, during the whole weekend. But a lot of times, <clears throat> sorry, a lot of times I feel more comfortable with just not listening to anything. Oh. Um, quiet time, a little me time, a little quiet time, and it kind of kind of gets me away because music was originally my hobby, and now it's more or less become my career. Mm. And I feel I, you. On I, that. I I want it to also be my hobby and remain my hobby. Right. And by by stepping back a little bit and having quiet time or listen to news on the radio or or maybe a podcast or whatever right. it is, it separates me from the two. Right. And it it kind of puts that wedge in be, in between. Um, yeah, music is important. You know, I mean, I, I, I teach and one of the things that we teach or, you know, in the class is about music and identity. And one thing that, that we kind of, kind of got lost away, especially in, in the modern era with streaming and that is, is individual identity for what we used to like. I right. mean, you're talking about Marilyn Manson earlier. Right. I'm talking about, you know, the specials and, and right. that. And we used to dress the way we used to date the same people. We used to have cars or Vespas or anything that was part that, of the part of the part music of the scene, part, part of, of the, the whole thing. And it was tribal. Now, because it's tribal, you're also very interested in what other tribes are doing. And you know, growing up, especially in Los Angeles, everybody had their kind of their their musical tribe, and y- you got interested in 
well, what is what is these jazz kids into, right? right? And then you learn that, oh, wow, these jazz kids are also into uh, the music that you like. And right. then you realize that, you know, growing up listening to ska, it was a derivative of both jazz and soul. Mm-hmm. So you thought, all right, let me go to the kids that only primarily listen to soul. Let's go to the kids that listen to jazz. And there's this connection that happens. Right. You know, it's kind of like, I, I look at it as like almost like a dance in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's one of the things it's, to me, you know, Los Angeles, very diverse. Uh, and there's so many people out here. And, and uh, you know, there was a time when we had issues and there was conflict. And, but I look at it a lot on the other side. I, I tend to see, you know, the glass at the correct height. You know, it's not half full. It's not half empty. It's right where it needs to be because, you know, you look out there and you see all these different people. You see all these different uh like cultures, but for the most part, we do. We live very well together, uh, and we enjoy each other's company. And in times when you know the you have traffic, you know you, that's annoying in general. Right. Then you've got the heat sometimes. That's annoying in general. Then we got the fires, you know, and the, the smoke is blowing down. But we all kind of band together and we deal with it. And I think you know, like you're talking about music and tribes in Los Angeles. That's one of the great reasons to live in L.A. Right. Because we have so much. I mean, it it translates in so many different ways you talk about cultures I, I i'm huge into cars obviously and and i look at it the same thing like you were talking about the music i would look at even car clubs right car clubs when i was a kid i would i had friends that were very i, I say it like that very hispanic they'd been they had low riders and these really cool old you know 60s impalas and then i had some friends that even back in the day were doing like the nissans or the, the, back then they were called Datsuns. but and i would uh, you know i would jump back and forth and then i had friends that were all in the motorcycles and i would you know just anything with wheels and an engine i would get i would talk to them and they it was like i said they you're right it was cultural but they were nobody i don't think anybody hated the other guy because they had a different type of car it was the opposite it was like they everybody kind of respected like oh i got this but that's pretty cool too well even going to to shows in the 80s you would see uh folks that would shave their heads who would be skinheads but they weren't the politically motivated skinheads they were just in there for the music however both skinheads would show up to the show Mm. and it was accepted and you knew your grounds you knew your politics but for that that hour and a half you kind of all banded together right and and i kind of miss that i mean but i I guess you kind of see it today um but i I think growing up here that that was part of our 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 lexicon of of how los angeles was yeah la is i I really believe that la is an awesome place that you know, they, they say you know, right now there's so much political stuff and I try to stay away. Yeah. We, got, we got a guy, Dave Bryant, and he's, he handles that. And I, I hats off to him because I just I couldn't do it. Right. Um, but uh, it's you know, I try to stay away from the politics of it all. But I look at I just look at the positive and I see how everybody does get along and how there there are so many different opinions and, and it, it comes together. And that kind of brings us back to the KCRW. Right. Um, that is a it's a radio station it's public radio there's a lot of opinion on there there's a lot of talk on there too like in the, in the afternoon hours right there's there's other shows other formats yeah there's opinion shows there's a lot of news shows we will also uh, stream live broadcast from NPR in Washington DC right. um, we have a, a film show we have a book show 
Um, we also have a, a show called Press Play, which is topical ideas. Show. You know, Mandel, Mandel and, uh, Brand, mm-hmm. Madeline Brand. Um, that that follows after Morning Becomes Eclectic. Morning Becomes Eclectic is a staple radio show that we've had at the station for 30, 40 years now. And today, it, it, it's still one of the top shows. It's top radio shows, yep. especially for, for new music. And that's where we get a lot of the, the live bands that come in. Um, and we also, you know, in the evening time, we, we actually have a jazz show that people may not know right. on a Friday night, right. you know. Uh, and that's been running for about 25, 30 years, too. Wow. Uh, just uh, so we went from, uh, we, with your life, we went from uh, first responder. First responder. Uh, we went from actually from radio, first responder. Back to radio, right? What What do you still do? Are you involved in any uh, yeah. any charities? Any anything that you want to talk about? Well, I teach. I also manage a few bands, and um, as far as the charity, I'm part of the entertainment gala for the California Fire Foundation. Okay, and what that foundation is basically a foundation for folks, is, you know, whose houses have burnt down. They will supply funds for them. Also I always for, wondered about that. I yeah. really do. Uh, when when something like that happens, obviously you have insurance, or hopefully people will have insurance. Not everybody does. Really, that's yeah. And also for uh, fallen firefighters, either in the line of duty or after, what have you, uh, they will help with grants with their children uh, to go to college and that. And we do this every year. Um, for the last few years, we've we've actually had uh, from the mayor of L.A. that comes there. Uh, to the guys from Reno 911, the TV show, they'll do a stand-up bit, which is great. That's cool. We've had awesome musicians that come play, a lot of comedians, a lot of actors. And it's just, it's a beautiful foundation because it, it's for... And it's a blanket. It's not like L.A. County or L.A. City or Beverly Hills. It's, it's, it's a like blanket all, all of fi- California. All firefighters. Yeah. <coughs> and Cal Fire. Yeah. And, you know, when we look at, at, at firefighters and we look at cops, I'm, you know, personally, I've always wanted to be a cop on a TV show. On a TV show. A TV cop. Absolutely love that. <laughs> but when you look at, like, the fire department, uh, shows about fire departments or shows about uh, police officers, um, it, they're not even close to, to reality, you know? Bosh. And Bosh. I actually read something. Is Bosh one? Okay. Barney, <laughs> someone said Barney Miller is the closest, uh, closest uh, cop show. I was reading a little article on that. Yeah. I, I, don't, liked, I don't know. I, I liked Barney Miller. I mean, maybe 1971, yeah. Barney Miller, you, my producer is too young. He doesn't know Barney Miller. You don't know Barney Miller? Okay. <laughs> he's, he's probably thinking it's like some sort of like big blue You know dinosaur. Abe Vigoda? Yeah, no, a Abe Vigoda. <laughs> Abe Vigoda. That was one yeah. of the TV shows. He was yeah, on. if you listen to Beastie Boys, you know Abe Vigoda. Yeah. So, yeah, saying that and, and being part of the foundation to me is very, very important because it's still something um, that I hold – true to myself um even today if i see somebody in need or or whatever it is i'm i'm, I'm first to you know try to go out there and help them right. wherever i can that's that and i think that that part of my behavior and going into music uh taking that idea and that sensibility of you know music it's not just about me being on the radio it's not just about the artists it's also about the listeners and what kind of emotions they may be going through because right. you know when you're doing a show and, you know, we've talked about it that we'll get response if it's not a tweet or if it's a phone call or if it's a letter mm-hmm. of, of gratitude, of thank you. Like, gratitude. thank you for, for playing that. That made my day, you yeah. know. I get a lot of, why are you yelling at me? Why are you yelling at me? Yeah, so, yeah they, well, they, and, and our producer today, yeah, yelling at him. 
but th- but that makes it worth it for me. Yeah, that absolutely it does. makes it worth and, it. And you know, and, and that's the other part of it too. I've I've always known that about DJ is you're not playing the music for you, but apparently at KCRW you guys are because these, like I said, it's very genre driven, and the the DJs are actually playing the music that they enjoy. Right. Uh, so I think that that is that really sets you guys apart and makes it so special. And it's one of the reasons that you know draws me to that station. Uh, especially if, you know, if, if I have the time or I'm on a drive and then you guys are on the air, like I said, you have shows, I always tune in and try to listen. And, and like I said, sometimes it's my flavor, sometimes it's not, but I kind of, you know, I always, but it's okay because you learn about something that you may not have ever heard before. Exactly. And that's, and that's what makes it so cool in the end. And it's just, it's, it's eye opening. And that's one of the reasons why I think, you know, like radio stations like KCRW that are doing very well. I mean, they're not, you know, it is, they're or should be a little more respected. People should be listening sometimes and hearing this stuff. So, you, you know, with because we're online, also we actually have a huge listenership around the world. Yep. Um, recently, they just opened up a KCRW Berlin. Wow. And more news stuff. And then we have something on the station too that's really cool. Is on the web. It's called E24. So it's 24 hours of music that you can listen on the web. It's some of the programming of songs that we may have on the, on the station itself mm-hmm. and maybe additional things. Um, we have from the blog stuff to, uh, some of the DJs will go and do a show like looped where they go and interview artists that right. may not be part of the, the regular programming. So. so it's, it's one of those stations that, that everybody seems to love once they hear it, once they hear it. That, yeah. And that, that's the thing. You got to hear it. You got to, you got to get into it. Also, I was going to say because you are local, and if you got, and if anybody is local, this is, and if you're not, I mean, it's it's one of those things too where you can you'll, you'll be like, oh, we had a radio station like that. Um, there was a Mars Radio. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and that was another one, and that kind of that actually was one of the ones that got me more towards the KCRW because right. we would listen to that as stringers in the middle of the night sometimes, and you only got it in certain areas, and or we only heard it in certain areas, and. And it was they were playing, like I said, this off the cuff, different music, club stuff that's not really club. Right. And, and uh, it was in that kind of was got me from one station to the KCRW. And again, it's just it's just eye opening and it's great stuff. And, and that's what it's all about. Education and knowing a little bit more and just understanding that, you know, life is a, is a buffet. Try it's a little a of everything, please. And thank you. You, you have to. Right. You have to, otherwise it, it's just going to be mundane and boring, and right. we don't need that. All right. But no, really, seriously, thank you so much for having me here. Um, I, like I said, I'm I'm excited to to be here because to be around other other people that that do similar things, and especially who I admire and listen to and and love when I hear it. Uh, so thank it, you. It's, for it's that. equal. It is equal, yeah. I, and that's the reason why you know I, I was happy to have you. It's the passion. Yeah. You have passion for what you do, and uh, that's the reason why it's that's what it's all about. If you're passionate about it, it, it you're going to be good. So, do you read a lot of stories? I can't. I mean, read. how do you do that? I don't know. I don't know how you. you you're so quick. You're so witty. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and there we go again with the end, eh. and that infectious laugh. It's the same thing. You know, it's I just. just uh, I appreciate. And I'm not. I don't I'm, know. I'm honestly saying this. I, don't know. I really, I really, I, don't know. I really do believe this. I mean, I, I, I study this stuff. Like I said, I was studying other broadcasters from when I worked at Museum TV. And I got to tell you, that was. The, it, it's the only thing that I, I say, and I mean it because people have asked me kind of that question in the past. I have been around fantastic 
people. I mean, like you were talking about 60 Minutes earlier. When I was a kid, I loved, I mean, like a little kid, I loved the 60 Minutes. Yeah. I loved news. Um, did I ever think I was going to be here? No. I mean, it wasn't like some grand plan. Uh, when I got to Los Angeles and I was doing breaking news, I, it, it was like, like I said, it's like a duck to water. I, I was like instantly I was in it. I loved it. It worked. I understood it. And I really and I, I learned I learned while I was enjoying the, the what was happening. Then later when I got in the helicopter, I was blessed to be able to work with a lot of the big names. No, I wasn't with the Tur and I wasn't with the Petty, but I was with a lot of other, you know, helicopter guys and that's the thing we don't when you're up there it's it's now it's it you don't have a let me write this down let's get all the information we do have the fantastic assignment desk here at cbs kcal uh but uh but for the most part we get there and we see and you just put it together you know you got to know where you are so you got to know the responding agencies like you were talking about your your first your first responder how you might want to be law enforcement firefighter so uh, you learn all that stuff. You know, right. it's like, oh, I'm in L.A. County, so it's going to be sheriffs. It's going to be or you're, this is going to be El Monte PD or Alhambra. And <clears throat> so you learn all that and you can put things together and you have to just to be able to speak it very quickly. Well, I, I think folks don't really know how hard dead air is. Well, yeah, <laughs> that that's the other thing. And, and things happen, especially when you work in radio or like when or you TV. say when you say somebody's name wrong. Yeah. And then you, you sit there and you just that's the thing. It's like you, you, that that that's the other little piece of advice I give people is learn how to handle your mistakes and not make a big deal about it. Right. Like uh, a couple of days ago, I did a, a horrible report. And my pilot is like, I, I like I'll, I'll still I'll still go. Oh, man, I can't believe I messed that and he's like dude let it go you know well, and, you, and you, that's you what can't. it is you have to you have you to know, just every, let it go every time i talk i look at my producer and i'm like is that all right is that all right well you know when yeah. i when i worked in when i produced sports radio it was the same thing well, i was getting it from the other end yeah. from the host there was saying was well, that okay was that okay like, I, no. you know i'm blessed with an assignment desk that's so busy yeah they have no idea what they have i'm no, doing they have no idea what but I'm dead doing. air is hard <laughs> Phil, dead air is really really hard even if it's 20 seconds it's the longest 20 seconds you'll ever have sometimes. Yeah. So I don't think you've had the dead air problem, have you? I, I've had a few No, yeah. come on. Yeah. Oh, well. So It happens to everybody. But you figure it out, and yeah, you, you make, make it happen. happen. Make it happen. There you yeah. go. That's what make it's all it about. Knock it out. And that was Jason, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Learned a little something, and you can kind of see what I'm talking about uh, with the KCRW and uh, just all how music brings some of us together and also just how it's, music is Los Angeles in a different type of form. That was Jason Kramer. Thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. And, of course, I want to throw thanks out to our guest producer. That's going to be Mark Liu that was listening in on there and throwing in a couple of questions. That was Mark Liu, our guest producer. And, of course, CBSLA, hashtag CBSLA. For all your public needs, go ahead and check us out. Like us, whatever. Join, like, thumbs up. Do what you need to do. The machine knows needs to know that you're out there. Also, uh, I'm told to tell you guys, subscribe. When you find the podcast, listening is great. Downloading is awesome. I appreciate it. But, of course, you know, there's somebody always above me. You guess you have to subscribe. So go ahead and subscribe. That's how the machine knows that you're out there. And, of course, hashtag CBSLA. And also, if you're listening to it, you have already know where to find the podcast. But go ahead and tell some of your friends. I'm Stu Mandel. Thanks for listening.